been a wee while since we read a psalm on the Sunday morning, so I want us to read Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications, because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death come past me, and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore have I spoken. I was greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, all men are liars. What shall I render unto the Lord? for all his benefits toward me. By the way, there you have the motto of Belfast, the city of Belfast, Psalm 116, verse 12. It's actually a Latin phrase, and we'll mention it later. I'll probably pronounce it wrong. But it's taken from Psalm 116, verse 12, the motto of the city of Belfast. You can actually see it on the coat of arms. If you ever see a coat of arms for Belfast, Psalm 116, verse 12, is where it was taken from. Praise the Lord. Verse 13, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Well, that's a very appropriate verse for today because... Some of you have heard, some of you perhaps haven't heard, Mrs. Barnett's sister went to be with the Lord early yesterday morning, Mrs. Donachie. And um, so that's a text, of course, that applies to our sister as she mourns over the loss of her sister today. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Whenever a believer comes to the river of death, you can be guaranteed the Lord is there waiting for them. The one who purchased them with his precious blood will carry them across the river. It's the same for every one of us. No matter how unworthy we feel, no matter how we feel that we deserve hell and we don't deserve heaven, well, hallelujah, it's all of grace, isn't it? We're saved by grace, and it's all the work of God and salvations of the Lord. And indeed, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Verse 16, O Lord, truly I am thy servant, I am thy servant, and the son of thine hand made, thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. And will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the Lord's house. In the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Praise ye the Lord. 
which really means hallelujah. It's good to finish on a hallelujah, isn't it? Let's have a short word of prayer just before we come to today's study. Another message from the book of Revelation. It's been a wee while since we um, were in the book of Revelation. It's probably been a, it's probably a month now with one thing and another. But we're back at it today, Revelation 15. Let's just pray before we go any further. Now, dear Lord, we come into your presence and we thank you today that we who are saved can lean on the everlasting arms. And uh, we can, Lord, we thank you that your everlasting arms can bear our full weight and the weight of all our sin. And we praise you today for this wonderful hymn. And we want to just commend, Lord, our sister, Mrs. Barnett, into your hands today in the family circle. Lord, that they will know much grace at this time of loss. Lord, just to minister to them in their need in these days, whatever their emotions are. And Lord, you know that emotions can be very confused and mixed up at a time like this. And so we just want to commend them to you and praying for your help uh, in the service tomorrow. And then, Lord, we pray your blessing upon those who are away from us today, even those on holiday, that they'd be refreshed. And now, Lord, we are here and we thank you for bringing us here. Bless the children and children's church. And we who, Lord, linger around your word, we pray that we'll glean from your word today. We just pray you'll take control, take over now, Lord. I offer and surrender these lips of mine to you. They need the live coal, Lord. They need cleansing. Woe is me, for I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. But we thank you, Lord, for the altar, Calvary's blessed altar. And we thank you today for the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus even upon our lives this morning. Lord, we look by faith again to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Bless us now by your Spirit. Do us good, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Revelation chapter 15, verse 7. And the Word of God says, Seven golden vials full of the wrath of God. I want to think today for a few moments about these seven vials or bowls or even cups. They can, it can be translated as cups. It's the idea of a container that you drink from. But these are containers that you don't ever want to drink from. Because these containers contain the, the wrath of God. And it's my prayer that no one gathered here this morning will drink from this cup. You see, this is a bitter cup. This cup here that is given to each of the angels, there's a cup for each of the seven angels, or a bowl if you like, but whatever. But this container, and uh, the angels receive... Their cup of wrath. Notice, let's read verse 7 again. If you look at it there, Revelation 15 verse 7. Just read with me, follow with me. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who liveth forever and ever. All of the people who are living on planet earth at this time. Now this is... This is during the tribulation and the second half of the tribulation. 
And the people who are living on the earth are Christ rejectors. They hate him with a vengeance. If they could bring him down from heaven and put him on a cross and kill him again, they'd do it. Without batting an eyelid. These are the inhabitants of planet earth when these vials are poured out. All the saints have been taken away, raptured. The trumpet has sounded. All of the Lord's blood-bought people have been gathered safely home. And they're not going to taste of this wrath. They're not going to drink this cup of wrath, this bitter cup. No, this is reserved for those who are followers of the beast or the Antichrist, if you like. This sinister, nefarious, vile individual who will rise up just before Jesus returns to the earth to set up his kingdom. And this individual rises up for one last insane fling, if you like, against heaven and one last uh, insane attack and rebellion against the God of heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yes, these seven vials contain the wrath of God, and it's interesting in verse 8, it refers to smoke. The smoke. When you read the book of Psalms, you read about smoke, and smoke is a symbol of the anger of God, the wrath of God. Now, when we talk about the wrath of God and the anger of God, we're not talking about something like our anger. You know how we lose our temper so easily? Boy, we do it, don't we? And you, you, you kick your foot off the corner of the bed and, well, you know what happens sometimes? And we'll have to just go to the Lord and say, now, Lord, I've let you down there. And there's times that we'll maybe lose our temper with, with a family member or somebody else and we take it out on them and we just, we give them an earful and it's totally out of order. Well, this wrath of God, this anger, is not out of order at all. This is righteous anger, righteous indignation. This is fair. The God who, who, who gives these seven vials of wrath to be poured out upon the inhabitants of planet Earth is a God of justice and fairness and equity. And all his ways are righteous and just. And no one can ever level the accusation against the Lord that he's unfair because he's not. It's just not true. But in the book of Psalms, there's the reference to the smoke. Psalm 18, verse 8. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. You see, this bitter cup, or these bitter cups, if you like, these seven cups of wrath, will one day be poured out upon the earth. And the people who will be living on the earth are people who love to murder the unborn. They're fully 100% behind abortion. Sort of people who in our country, or maybe I should say Westminster, because that seems to be where most of it's coming from, this push for abortion. You do know that 40 abortions took place in Ulster last week. And next week it'll be the same. 
Now, if Brandon Lewis, and we praise God, we mentioned it last Sunday, we praise God that the Lord stepped in and removed him from office. But if he had got his way, it would be a lot more than 40 every week. He wanted 6,500 abortions every year. These are the kind of people that are going to drink from the vials of wrath. Type of people who are involved in witchcraft. There was an article in the on social media there lately about a statue, a, a pagan statue, a pagan deity erected in Hillsborough Forest Park. It's a statue erected to a, a, a pagan idol. And that idol glorifies the murder of the unborn. It's, it's an idol that glorifies and exalts child sacrifice. Are you joining the dots, folks, making the connections here? Those who, those who worship the devil, who follow him, of course, they're fully in favor of the murder of the unborn because the little ones in the womb are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if the devil can't get at Jesus Christ in heaven, he'll get at those that he has created. The little ones, the little miracles in the womb, he'll get at them. Because he knows the children are in heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. And boy, he hits the little ones with a vengeance. The Lord someday is going to give the vials of wrath to the likes of Joe Biden, the President of America. Did you know that when the American military were leaving Afghanistan, President Biden ordered that all the Bibles were to be burned? Burn the Bibles! Those today who are engaged in the globalist plan, oh, they're going to drink from the vials of God's wrath. The kinds of people, and we're talking now about the elites in society who are pulling the strings behind the scenes. You know the people who are burning the food factories? A full list here, what's it, 65 in America over the last year. Food production factories burned to the ground. Doesn't really sound like a coincidence. What about Mr. Gates, referred to him last Sunday, Bill Gates, buying 13 million acres of farmland in the United States? So that the farmland won't be used to grow crops to produce food. You not think there's going to be food shortages? You not think this is the aim of the globalists? To starve God's creatures? But of course those who are saved don't need to fret or worry about these things because our God provides. And as long as we're on the earth and right up until the trumpet sounds, he'll provide for us. 
He'll provide for you today, whether it's food you need or money in your pocket or a job or or whether it's healing or whatever it is you need, child of God, the Lord will provide it for you. Oh, he'll encourage you, he'll keep you, he'll comfort you, he'll give you all you need. But folks, I'm just telling you about the kind of people that are uh, in our world today and uh, they're working busy behind the scenes to bring in the new world order and they want control and you know at the end of the day it really goes back to money, doesn't it? A select group of elites who want to control the world population and they want to make as much money as humanly possible and it really all goes back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. The love of money is the root of all evil. These evil individuals, followers of the devil, you see, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Is not what the Savior said. And these individuals in the upper echelons of society today, oh, they're out to destroy. What about the greed today? You even think about the energy crisis and the price of fuel today. Sure, it was almost hitting two, two pounds a litre. Come back slightly, but not much. But you do know that a half of it, or more than half of it, is fuel duty. And just uh, talking with somebody during the week, and they were mentioning about a, a report that uh, the AA has put out, saying there is absolutely no justification for it, for the price of fuel at the pump. But yet the greed of our government... And the greed of men and power robbing the people. Greed is it's a sin that leads to all kind of wickedness. Can you see, folks, the kind of people that are going to experience these vials of wrath someday? Just trying to make it relevant now. And uh, so that you don't think the Bible's outdated. In the book of Revelation, I tell you it's not. More up to date than tomorrow's newspaper. But of course, the greatest sin of all is the sin of despising and rejecting Christ. And I tell you, there's a vial of wrath for those who do that. And who would do that? Who in their right mind would despise and reject the one who bled and died for them. I mean, you really, you know, you, you really would need the men in white coats, wouldn't you? What madness, what insanity. It's like a drowning man in a, in a sea. And he's reaching, his, he's got his hand up. And then someone reaches down to lift him out of the angry waves to rescue him. But he fails to grasp hold. And refuses the offer of mercy. Surely there'd be nobody in our service like that today, would there? There's a bitter cup described here in Revelation chapter 15. Bitter cups of wrath, the seven vials. 
Make sure that you're not on the earth when they're poured out, left behind. But then, thank God, as we finish, there's a better cup. Yes, there's a better cup, but you've also got a better cup because we read earlier Psalm 116. And Psalm 116 speaks of a better cup. Verse 13, I will take the cup of salvation. The cup of salvation. Oh, this is a sweet cup. This is the the sweetest cup you'll ever drink from. The cup of salvation. And there's all kinds of blessings in this cup. And we talked earlier about to the children about medicine. Well, here's medicine for your soul. If you haven't taken the cup of salvation, take it today. And if you take this cup, this sweet cup, then you'll never taste the bitter cup, the vials of wrath that are going to be poured out in a future day. Have you taken the cup of salvation? Kenny's father took the cup of salvation there about six months ago. And everybody could see the difference it made in his life. Oh, he was a changed man. Mrs. Donachy, drunk from the cup of salvation, and she served the Lord faithfully. Sunday school teacher, we had her here in the choir singing one Sunday evening. And today she is enjoying her reward because she drunk from the cup of salvation. Yes, here is the, the motto of the city of Belfast, Psalm 116, verse 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? You see, that's the question the psalmist asks. For all that the Lord has done for me, for, for, for so much that he has given to me and blessed me with, what will I give to him? What will I render to him? But in fact, folks, he doesn't actually give anything to the Lord, but he takes from the Lord. I will take the cup of salvation. When you think about all that the Lord has given to you, all his benefits towards you, what are you going to render unto him? That motto, that uh, uh, motto on the coat of arms for the city of Belfast, pro tanto quid retubamus. I told you I'd pronounce it wrong. It's the Latin. And you see, in a bygone day, there were, there were, were, were God-fearing men and women who decided this would be the motto of our capital city. And there were men and women who realized something of what the Lord had done for them and how good God had been to them, blessing them with all the temporal blessings of life, but then crowning it all and putting the icing on the cake by sending his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Oh, thank God there's still people in Belfast who love the Lord. 
and can relate to that motto. A lot of people who can't, a lot of evildoers have risen up in our capital city and in, indeed in the maiden city and in every city across our nation it seems. But all oh, we're praying for the day that will come whenever the Lord will move and will so when souls will turn to him and we we'll believe it's going to happen, don't we? That's why otherwise we wouldn't come to the prayer meeting. And we believe the day is coming whenever souls are going to take the cup of salvation. Wonders there anybody who would take it today? You're going to nail your colours to the mass today. Not because I'm telling you to do it, because the Spirit of God is at work in your life. And he's drawing you to the Saviour. And whenever the Spirit of God is involved, you'll be truly saved. Death and the curse were in our cup. O Christ, was full for thee. But thou hast drained the last dark drop. Tis empty now for me, that bitter cup. Love drank it up. Now blessings draft for me. Let's have that hymn as we finish today. 189, please. 189, O Christ, what burdens... By thy head our load was led on thee, thou stoodest in the sinner's stead, didst bear all ill for me. 189. <clears throat> Let's stand. 